trigger warnings from the story may contain sexual assault, abuse, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. When Jan Brobeck was nine, a close loving religious family in Pocatello, Idaho, became close friends with another family, the Bestolds. Jen Brabeck was kidnapped on two occasions by a family friend at ages 12 and 14. This is the story of Jen Brabeck kidnapped twice as a child. Hi, Crime Archivers. This is Abby. I am your host of Crime Archives. Welcome to episode two. The story I have for you today is the story of Jen Brabeck who was kidnapped twice as a child once when she was 12 and again when she was 14. Jen's mother, Marion Barberg, met Robert first at their church and told their family about him. The two families became close friends. Both families' fathers were both named Bob, and to avoid confusion, Bob Bestowed asked the Barbergs to call him B. Both families liked picnics, talent shows. During their first few years together, Bestowed gained the trust of every member of the Brabrick's family. He made advances at Marion Brabrick, the wife. He had Bob Brabrick, the dad, check him off whenever he needed it. And he convinced both parents that he needed to sleep in Jen's bed with Jen. He was so kind and caring, the family didn't suspect that he had ulterior motives. I entered into a homosexual relationship with her father in order to, to have access to Jen. I had a fixation for Jane. I didn't know why, but I did. And I wanted to be around her. Bestwood was simply getting close to them in order to take Jane as his home. He believed they were destined to be together and essentially would not take no for an answer. According to court transcript, Robert Bestwood had slept in Jen's bed approximately four times a week for six months. She was sick. Now, I just can't imagine what kind of manipulation would um, someone use on you that you would allow them, a man, a grown man that has his own family, to sleep in your daughter's bed four times a week? Seen as a fun dad, B would take the brother's girls from ice cream with his own kids and entertain them with stories of UFOs and alien adoptions. Marion said B had a fascination with Jen and Jen trusted B and saw him as a second father. The brothers considered B almost a second father so much that when he drove 12 year old Jen on this four day of 1974 and didn't return that night. Family, though worried, wouldn't even consider he could be abusing her. On October 17 of 1974, B called the Jen's mother and asked him to come with him for horseback riding lesson. At first, her mother was apprehensive since it wasn't school night after all and eventually agreed. In the Netflix documentary, Jen said B gave a pew that he told her was an allergy pews when he picked her from a piano lesson and on the way there uh, to what was supposed to be the horseback riding lessons, she blacked out after taking the pews he gave her. Bertrand drugged Jen and staged a sort of fake kidnapping to look like both of them had been taken. Miriam believed that Bachelor would not kidnap her daughter. Miriam believed that Bachelor would not kidnap her daughter. He always talked about our girls like his own, and he had always treated them with extremely kindness. 
Marion says. For more than two days, the Bradshaw did not notify law enforcement. Daughter was kidnapped by a family friend because you trusted him so much, you didn't notify the law. As they came, they were persuaded by B's wife, Gail, a long-suffering mother of five who begged them not to call the police and blamed her husband's disappearance. By then, B had spirited Jen off to Mexico, where he had indoctrinated her to believe that the survival of an alien race depended on her engaging sex heart with him and having a baby before she turned 16. Besho drugged the girl, tied her up, and threatened in the voice of an alien, saying that a sister Karen would go blind and a father would die. In reality, Besho had taken Jen to Mexico where the two got married at the time. The legal age to marry in Mexico was 12. Jen didn't grab much of this right away. She was dealing with bigger issues. While she was with Besho, she was brainwashed via a tape recorder and given a Jen was told that she was supposed to save an alien race by having a child with Bradshaw and she needed to do this by 16 or one of her sisters would have to do it or family members would go blind or die. Fearing for our life and our sister's life and also the livelihood of the fake alien race, Jen and Bradshaw had sex. By the time she was 14, Bradshaw had raped her over 200 times. Eventually, Bessard wanted to return back to the United States but needed the Brobeck family to agree to the marriage in order to cross the border. The Brobeck family did not agree and instead flew to Mexico to retrieve their daughter. After returning to the U.S. himself, Bessard was charged with kidnapping. Jan, confused and clearly not thinking clearly, believed that she was truly in love with Bessard. Though the two were not supposed to be together, they would write letters and talk on the phone. While she was at home and supposedly safe and sound, the brainwashing tape recorder returned to Jan during the night. She believed that she still had the mission to do. She asked and the Brabeck's home life declined and eventually Mary Ann Bechard was hop on a kidnapping charges and Bechard's wife Gail used FA information to blackmail the Brabeck's into lessening the charges. Bechard was sentenced to serve five years in jail but was later dropped to 45 days. In the end, it spent roughly 10 days in jail. Kidnapped a child, took across the border and was only in jail for 10 days. Later in the summer of 1976, Jen ran away from home, leaving both a family and Bachelor destroyed. However, the FBI was convinced that Bachelor knew where she was, so they put surveillance on him. Eventually, in November, it came to light that Bachelor had kidnapped Jen back in August of the same year. Bachelor was now living in Salt Lake City's Utah had enrolled Jen at an August Catholic school in Pasadena, California. He told the school that it was CIA and they were on the run. In an effort to keep Jen eating away, he explained that if anyone came looking for Jen, they were the bad guys. The FBI contacted the school, but they were reluctant to disclose Jen's information, assuming what Bachel told them was true. The FBI was able to get Jen out of the school and brought her back home. To hide her. Bestwood was charged with kidnapping. While in jail the first time, Bestwood convinced two guys he would pay them $1,000 to burn down the Brabrick store, which the two guys did. The Brabricks now feared for their lives. Bestwood was then brought to trial again for first degree kidnapping, but was not convicted. Instead, he was sentenced to mental facility in 1997, was released 
six months later, finally turned 16, that she realized that the mission she was on the whole time was maybe fake. Jen asked her parent to go to a theater camp for the summer. While away from home, Jen started to question if these aliens were real or not. She concocted a plan to carry out the rest of the mission herself, in which she would kill herself and her sister Karen. Eventually, Jen gets the sense that a life is fine and these aliens are not real. She tells this to her parents and the family begins to heal the wounds caused by bad toads. Jen and her mother start writing the book Stolen Innocence, the Jen Barbeck story, and eventually embark on a speaking tour. Bento starts showing up at this event and talking and talking to the media in order to shut this down, saying that what the two are spreading are lies. Jen filed a stalking charge. The Bachelot contested it. Jen was granted a restraining order against Bachelot for the rest of her life. Outside one speaking event in 2005, Bachelot got into a fight with a group of BAC bikers against child abuse members and was charged with three felonies. He was found guilty and was scheduled to be sentenced but didn't want to go to jail. His brother explains in the documentary that he overdosed on his own medicine, suffering death by suicide. In 2019, the Brabecks made headlines when a Netflix documentary adopted in plain sight told the story of their victimization by Bestoad, a charismatic sociopath who despite pleading guilty of kidnapping Jen and eventually been convicted for the rape of another child, never spent more than a year in prison. Jen believes her parents failed to protect her because being groomed and manipulated them, they had never even heard the word pedophile. She also wants to help people understand that B also victimized her parents, whom she does not blame despite their mistakes. Think of any community of like-minded people, say at a church, the YMCA, a neighborhood gathering, she said. You trust them. So terrorized was a 12-year-old late bloomer that although she hadn't started menstruating and knew that meant she couldn't have a baby, she wondered if the rules of conceptions were different. The book recounts the Barbara's frantic effort to get Jan back. His demand is in exchange for returning her to her family. Although shocking decisions followed. After they went to Mexico to retrieve Jan, the Barbara's signed an affidavit stating they had allowed B to take her over there. After they went to Mexico to retrieve Jan, the Barbara's signed an affidavit stating they had allowed B to take her there, which undermined the FBI's case against him. This decision was made under pressure, according to Jen and her sister Susan Broberg, 56, an attorney, who claimed last week that Brechtold's lawyer threatened their parents with the possibility that if the kid went viral, the Broberg's could be rude on fake parents and the children could be taken away. A family were not savvy New Yorkers, said Jen. B played mind games on Marion, persuading her that he was in love with her and he would only kidnap Jen innocently. Jen told her parents B had not hurt her. They had threatened that terrible things would happen if she said otherwise. This manipulation paved ways for events that occurred after B reinstated himself into their lives and began abusing Jan during the second period, which are covered in the book and series. He would call my mother several times a day and tell her, I want you to know why I took Jan. He had everything to do with you. People who had never encountered a true sociopath have trouble understanding how others may be manipulated by one, Jen said. 
Marion, who is now 84, told the post she still feels ashamed for falling for a master con like Brechtold. I never want to see him. I hope he's not in heaven or I'm not going. Jell thinks that despite a regard for the LDS church, the fact that B was a respected leader in the Mormon community helped shield him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime Archives. Tune in next week for another story. My name is Abby. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.